0: Welcome to the recession-resistant real estate radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back. Today, I want to talk about the potential commercial real estate foreclosure tsunami that everybody is talking about in the news. If you've been keeping up, Office buildings, downtown commercial real estate. People are not working in a cubicle anymore. This is leaving many buildings to be very empty. Recent news is showing that 30% vacancy for downtown office buildings in San Francisco. Uh, there is a whole portfolio. I think Blackstone owns it worth about a quarter billion dollars that it looks like they're going to have to sell and probably at an 80% loss on that portfolio. So the rise in interest rates has everybody asking what is going to happen with the office space. Couple that with the fact that COVID completely changed the working environment and revolutionized the work from home experience, especially in the tech industry, who was largely responsible for employing a lot of these downtown office buildings and keep, keeping them full as everybody's scratching their heads going, what is going to happen Next, are we going to experience some big event in the office space? Is there a way to mitigate this? That's what we're going to jump into today. But before we do, if you get value from these, please take a minute. If you don't mind leaving us a review uh, and sharing with your friends and family, uh, it does bump us up in the algorithm and allow us to bring you more fantastic content. All right. So let's talk about this. Interest rates have risen faster than they ever have in history, and it's causing uh, banks to collapse who've invested in bonds that have not reached maturity and did not have the liquidity to uh, basically supply depositors, and the government had to step in. We saw this with uh, SVB Bank. Uh, we saw uh, you know, Deutsche Bank uh, getting in trouble as well. So everybody is wondering what is going to happen. How is this scenario going to play out? So uh, let's have some fun with this. It is true. There are probably around, depending on which statistics you look at, between a trillion and a trillion and a half dollars of commercial real estate that is going to come due here this year, 2024 and 2025. And none of this real estate basically pencils with the current interest rate environment. In other words, they bought these, not expecting the interest rates to go up. If they were to try to refinance out into a new loan or sell at current values to another buyer, there would be no net operating income to service the debt. In other words, the debt would not get paid on the income from the rents of these buildings, which basically means they're not lendable. In other words, everybody's thinking these office buildings are going to be going back to the lender. And when you get too many foreclosures with a bank and it has a bunch of uh, basically bad loans sitting on the balance sheet, it can cause a liquidity issue. It can cause their reporting uh, of losses, which is what was the spark that. Started the SVB bank uh, failure. You know, the SVB bank, you know, there was nothing really wrong until interest rates went up and the value of their bonds sitting on the books declined. That decline showed a huge loss for the quarter and that spooked depositors to start pulling out their funds and the billions. And basically there was a bank run. That's, that's how they failed. Had depositors not pulled their money out and just kept it in there and SVB bank held these bonds to Uh, maturity, then everything would have basically been fine. But they were forced to liquidate these bonds at a loss based on current market value due to the needs to fulfill depositors obligation. That's how that whole thing uh, unfolded. So everyone's asking, is this going to lead to a domino effect in the banking industry as these banks who have a lot of exposure to commercial real estate start to take back all of these properties and show losses on books. Well, it is true that there's a lot of real estate coming due and they're not going to be able to refinance. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to sell either. So it does create a very interesting environment. If rates stay the same, you're going to see some distress in the market like we're already seeing. There was a quarter billion dollar foreclosure in Texas uh, on a on a sponsor, and that basically went back to the bank. So what's happening right now is you have a lot of these office buildings being shopped around to basically shadow buyers, uh, seeing you know what they can get, what they can have. So there's there's a couple different things that could happen. Option number one is. We could see all these foreclosures happen. Let's say the worst case scenario, and all these, these go back to the banks and you got about a $1.2 trillion problem on your hands, which everybody likes to compare real estate catastrophes to 2008 and what happened in the single family world. That was largely, uh, that was about a $50 trillion problem. Um, this is about a $1.2 trillion problem, give or take. So much smaller in comparison, but then again, could cause this problem where the banks take back the assets, they show losses, losses spook depositors, depositors start pulling funds, and then voila, you got another SVB uh, crisis on your hands uh, that's a little bit more widespread. But luckily, the government did do a really good job of mitigating the SVB bank failure issues by... Securing depositors and insuring them and, and covering it, so all depositors were, were made whole on that. That gives depositors a lot of faith to not go run and pull deposits immediately upon seeing the losses on the bank's balance sheet that would result as a um, uh, as a, it would result as a response to. You know, foreclosing and taking back uh, a lot of these uh, commercial real estate products. Uh, I think that this is mostly centralized in you know office buildings are hurt one because of the interest rates, but two because of the the, the change in the lifestyle. I just don't think that people are going to go back into working in these buildings once somebody works at home. You're not changing that, so that's going to be very stressful. It's going to cause a lot of distress in the office environment. Now, one of the potential remedies of this that is has been wildly popular in the past with old hotels and you know older office buildings is basically to renovate them and convert them into condos. So you could see a value add play here, especially in very high price per square foot markets like, you know, San Francisco, uh, you know, San Diego, uh, you know, New York. New York is the office space capital of the of the United States. Uh, so that is an option that you could see uh, potentially happen. And, you know, depending on those those prices, that would alleviate a lot of the downward pressure on the prices of these, uh, these office buildings by converting them over, uh, into higher end condos. So that's one scenario that could play out. The other scenario is, you know, as we enter into what everybody is predicting is a going to be a long and tough recession historically the fed has always lowered rates during economic recessions they play a very they try to play a very balanced game in, in keeping things from getting too hot and keeping things from getting too cold things have been really hot for a while that caused inflation inflation caused them to raise rates to try to fight inflation now as we start to turn back and go the other way and get a little bit colder things get too cold they will lower rates and i can Bet you darn see that as soon as they lower rates, you're going to see a ton of refinances and sales of these office be, uh, office buildings uh, when they get in that strike price zone, which is uh, you know a net operating income and um, valuation that supports the current refinance or sell the asset to a new buyer. So that's another situation that could play out. No matter which one happens, I think that the opportunity is going to lie with the companies that made investments in properties with adjustable rate debt. Adjustable rate debt basically follows whatever the current interest rate is, and there's there's I don't think that there's any way out of this one. If somebody didn't buy um, any kind of insurance to cap what their interest rate would be, and you've got a floating rate debt on your hands, it's it's going to be nearly impossible for you to get out uh, of this situation unless interest rates just come back down uh, significantly. So I think you're going to see some distress no matter what. But the fact that everybody seems to be anticipating this distress, you've got record numbers of capital that's been sitting on the sidelines, uh, people just waiting for these opportunities to present themselves. And they're going to pre- they're going to present themselves, so the market having the ability to absorb a lot of that distress and preventing from trickling down and, and causing a cascading effect uh, is a very real thing. And I think that's most likely what's going to happen. I know a lot of people who are raising money right now; they're starting funds. They are they are predicting the distress that's going to come, and they're going to be waiting in the sidelines. So I think it's going to be a much different scenario that plays out. I think it's going to be mostly, you know, in my opinion, uh, focused and centralized in the office space and uh, operators and sponsors that took on floating rate debt. For the operators that are going to experience this distress due to floating rate debt, I'll be willing to bet they will put everything into creating these condos. Uh, downtown. So that might bring an opportunity to dump a bunch of condos on the market. And who knows, you might see a uptick or I guess a downtick in the pricing for these, uh, these downtown condos. So might be a really good time here in the next few years if you're in the market for buying a downtown condo. Uh, look uh, look at these uh, metropolis areas because there's probably going to be some deals available. That's it for today. If you've been interested in learning more about receiving passive income uh, from real assets uh, designed to help you build your legacy and impact those close to you, uh, visit our website, hbgcapital.net. There's a ton of free resources out there. We've got our free ebook, recession-resistant real estate and 100 questions passive investors should be asking. Go to the website, grab those free tools. If you're interested in scheduling a call and getting to know us better, um, you can do that straight from the website. Just access the account link. We'll see you next time.